Mic check, mic check, one, two, one, two. All right. This is Russ. It's uh, 10.35 a.m. on November 15th. Um, we are keeping the podcast slash just listen to me fucking talk shit and blah, blah, blah. Dirty fucking hole. So I just heard this lady tell the bartender who served her a drink that she's prescribed Rufinol. And she was trying to one day find out on her regular dose how much she could drink before she technically blacked out. Like she was getting day raped so she would know when that happens to her. <laughs> I just, oh shit, that bitch is just, that was like probably the realest shit I've heard all fucking day. <laughs> Oh man, like that right there would be kind of scary doing drugs with because she's already on that level. <laughs> I'm just so glad I don't wear skinny jeans, but if I can see the change in your pocket or your balls, your pants are too small, too tight. I'm just over here just trying to live my best life. Plus, skinny, skinny pants on fat guys does not look good at all. Would you agree or would you disagree? Have you ever seen a fat guy with some skinny jeans? It looks horrible. It's no, it's called fucking muffin top. Luis, you're dead to me. Did you ever watch uh, Saturday Night Live? Oh, wow, bro. <laughs> Did you, uh, uh, the Spartan Leaders? <laughs> yes. It's me and Natalia, we're going to Spartan Cheerleaders. <laughs> and yes, there will be practice. Yeah, I mean, I would hope so. <laughs> yeah, I gotta get a one of those like full body fucking spandex suits, man. So I wanted to be all blacked out, and then I'm just gonna walk around with either. I haven't decided yet. Maybe both. Pack of cigarettes, milk jug. I'm your absent father, and these are the things I went to go get last Sunday. God damn! <laughs> Like, at first I was like, yeah, let's walk around with a pack of Marble Reds in that whole black suit and be like, what are me? I'm like, I'm your absent father and these are the cigarettes I'm going to go get. <laughs> That's pretty great. Don't tell my kids up here, though. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that's solid. <laughs> Damn, that bitch. <laughs> Grab you by the fucking boo-boo and fucking choke your life. <coughs> God. Maybe it'll Lucky I got enough cold fucking beer. There is a large brute of beer in here. What are we doing with this beer, dude? Like, this is beer that was left behind? Sounds like we're boozing. I mean, it's glass, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I fucking wouldn't pour that on my fucking enemies. They're on fire, dude. Just let them roast. Although I do know a guy who loves slamming the fuck out of duels. That's because he's a piece of shit. My brother Ryan. He still owes me 60 bucks. But I've seen that man slam like 36 fucking duels. Which, by the way, that's not, they're not non alcoholic. They're just very little alcohol in them. When you slam about 36 to 43, you're still getting hammered. You're still urinating at the local Walmart. We lost count somewhere. It's a nice collection, man. I mean, yeah, this is a good night at my house. Poor, poor ice. I mean, there's some people here, obviously, you know, I wouldn't. Drink it by myself and just become an alcoholic. I mean, I am, but you know, I, I try not to like let everybody know I'm an alcoholic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Shut up. Yes, they do. Oh, man. Yeah, we just roll to my house, dump ice in this brute, start getting it. All right, yeah. I mean, I'm just saying, you know, like, what do we got going on besides what we do every day? <laughs> My finger. Yeah, but you ain't worried about being shot anymore. What's up? Uh, so there's a steakhouse called George James. It's where Underbelly was right next to the Richard. <coughs> yeah. Uh, what that is is the ball board. So how you order it is you basically just let the chefs put whatever. They don't. They you just tell them how many people you got to feed and mm-hmm. then put it on there. Interesting. And the reason it's called the ball board is because 
they don't know how much it costs because it's literally the <coughs> So if you have to ask how much it costs, you probably can't afford it. I've heard that before. It was fucking glorious. What did it come out to be, though? We had, like, we had, like... Bottom dollar. Mm-hmm. The bottom dollar, bro. Bottom dollar? Well, we had a bunch of drinks, too. Okay. So, I mean, yeah. it was a group of seven people. Yeah, okay. All right. Never so mind. It wasn't bad. No, yeah. For sure. This guy bought, like, straight a G-Wagon dog when he decided to get his car. <laughs> Goddamn, got the fake fucking wheel hubcaps on the side and shit. Like, like, bro, I don't got no fifth wheel dog. I got six, ho. I got six wheel. But I technically can't even use those wheels. So I got, like, a sixth hubcap. So if I lose two hubcaps on that aggressive turn... Trying to fucking lose the cops. I got two more replacements. <laughs> God bless. Look, you got a vein that looks like it's about to pop out your forehead right now. I need Why don't they just put a Wi Fi sender up there? Why doesn't the AV do anything right? Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, for less than two grand, we'll do it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Give me 200 bucks, I'll do it. Yeah, and a six pack of worms. Including stars. the Wi Fi extender, not even joking with you. And I'll be there to supervise. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not fucking with you right now. We can literally do this. Yeah, we can do this, dude. This is going it's to like fucking fries and buying and shit. Yeah. You buy a Wi Fi extender, you point it to the correct network, you turn it on, you put it on a fucking something that's exactly. gonna fuck it up. I did shrooms yesterday for the first time. How was it? Sick. It was You're cool. fired. Wow. Yeah. I just walked around Eleanor Tinsley. I was like, that's damn. A, man, that's where it's at. Bro, like, oh, no. Or when the trees get hit by some winds. Yeah. Yeah. That's for sure. I've never done shrooms. I'm not a huge fan. I mean, how are you not a huge fan? You're trying to. I'm not a huge fan of tripping at all. Oh, okay. I, you had sex with a black woman? Actually, yeah. Okay, but you she was half Chinese, but you know, that, we don't uh, talk about the racist part about it. Well, I mean, actually, we are. Once we like, missing you with black. What Smyers doesn't realize is that once he puts a gay porn sticker on my car, it's over, dude. It's over. I will ruin Smyers' life. Well, I've been recording myself oh. these last couple of days, dog. We're trying to get some fucking gold out here, dude. You know what I mean? Some gold, some podcast action, baby. So that's when I told the guy he could go fuck himself. And he could fuck himself properly, too. There should be never, ever a time where I'm ever, never in the wrong, man. I had these three drunk people, though, roll up on me, want to leave my job so I could take them back to a house to pick up a fucking crown roll bag full of cocaine. I told them I couldn't leave work. They're so fucked up. They're talking about just giving me some free cocaine just for my troubles. I don't know. I might do that. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know how it's going to happen. Yeah, we'll see how this fucking bizarre pans out. All these old people start getting lit next door afterwards because they're going to go next door afterwards. Dude, I'm going to go there and like order a Bloody Mary. Like, it was fucking rage. What was it like when it was all black and white water fountains? Note to self. If my wife dies... Never get into another serious, committed relationship. Just be a stallion. A wild, wild stallion. Free roaming. Dirty fucking home. Look at him walking over there with that plywood. Yeah, that's how you know they're drug addicts. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like fucking strength for them. Like, I got it! There's splinters in my head! So goddamn high right now. Uh-huh. I'm so suboxoned out. I'm so suboxoned out. Yeah. On my off time, all I do is whip it. Hold on there. Hold on. Hold on that. <laughs> you would look like the bull scout that didn't make the cut, you piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, it's a ceviche that Jim decided to keep. Because you want to eat two day old ceviche. <laughs> This piece of shit. Asians. Why don't give a fuck with it? That's that's Mars. And he's a piece of shit. Whatever, dude. Ceviche. Ceviche. Look, I'm from fucking Pasadena, get down Dina, Texas. And guess what? Our shit's diced. It's not filet. It's a filet like that. It's marinated in beer and mustard. And it's deep fried. While we're watching NASCAR, possibly assaulting our wives, 
and saying we're good Christians. Also doing copious amounts of drugs. Yeah, I was say also. We don't do that at NASCAR. We all do that at NASCAR races. This clip. Not NASCAR parties. <laughs> so, <laughs> there is an empty cardboard box in the hallway, brother. Yeah. Yeah. You can take the wood out though. <laughs> Which, uh, can we let's figure out that when like trim falls off the wall, that doesn't become trash? Like, can we just like put that somewhere where I can see it? What? The tr- uh, the wood they're trying to throw away. Oh, that big stick? It's a piece of trim. It's, a, it's, it's trim a on the stick. wall. Yeah. It's not a stick. Y'all clearly don't know your definitions of what a stick and a board are. <laughs> yeah, I saw that on top of the hospital cabinet. Picked it up. Wow. On top of the hospital cabinet. My guys are a bunch of fucking piece of shit people, dude. Tell me something I don't know. <laughs> um, you're a fucking cocksucker. Yeah, keep going. Find something to win. <laughs> Chick Fila? Yeah. <laughs> Chick Fila? <laughs> yes, dude. I love shithead Steve, dude. Boo foo. Boo foo, oh god. <laughs> Holy shit, guys. You're scaring me. Look, bro, we can probably get a rider to go, go buy some diapers. Yeah, that's good. And you wear the diapers. And then that way, if you got shit, dude, I mean. <laughs> so, my side ops guy told me that if I have explosive diarrhea just to wear diapers, hold on one second. Uh, no. I'm, I got my explosive. Just some bitch hitting puberty dog for the first time. Yeah, a home, my boy right here. scares me, but he's very motivated. And he's also a professional photographer who has good taste. So when he's not in the house of games, he's shooting our technical photos. So, bro, what's going on? What, why do you have the board with all the nails? That's dangerous. That's what it, the answer is, right? Yeah, you're right about that. Here, I'll take it. And then throw it in the trash like a bunch of fucking idiots. Because, you know, Danny's your boss. I mean, you know, you could always man pot it. That's a thing. <laughs> so I'm saying, just ble- yeah, like it's gonna push it all out a lot faster. Check the bathrooms. Hey, yeah, about halfway through the show. Yeah, uh, glad we get the fuck out of here. This don't seem like my kind of peoples. <laughs> but I mean, anybody's not people's if they're taking Molly. You're scaring me, bro. No, you know what scares me? This chick. Who? Oh, is that Juggy's check still? Uh, look at this lint dick. Fuck. I got nothing fuck. <laughs> It's the least you can do, man. He's like blowing the ass right now. <laughs> Why do I feel like this? What'd you do last night, bro? What, better yet, what'd you eat? I slept. He's nothing for me because it was like that sleep where you're not sleeping. You're just like dying. <laughs> you're slowly dying inside. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Right? <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. Those are the worst. Our white people problems are. Right? 
Yeah, right. No, I've never done like that. Yeah, uh, that's. So, like, dude, you ever get off like a thirteen-day meth binge and you're just like, oh, so good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, me neither, dude. I saw it on uh, that forty-eight show, dude. The addiction. Uh, it's crazy. It's crazy. You ever just like, you know, fucking just. Oh, hard to pay for like four days, no sleep. And you're wondering why you're shitting yourself the next day. <laughs> no, it's it, the world's oh, over. <laughs> yeah. He's got the poopies. I got poopies. All I know. All I know. Because I'm miserable right now. And my boss won't do anything for me. He won't let me go home. <laughs> yeah, he's some pepto, bro. Danny brought it from his house for anybody to use. I don't think you need more than six. <laughs> but it cures two types of diarrhea, which I don't know which one you have. Regular diarrhea, and then what I can only assume, well, it's called traveler's diarrhea, but I'm trying to think of like what exactly that means. My favorite thing is, uh, you always feel like 18 days straight heroin, you just like, feel like shit. No, dude, I kind of don't. Yeah, dude, me too, I'm sober now, but yeah. I'm on Suboxone. Yeah, yeah, I'm Suboxone like daily. <laughs> <laughs> you know, doctor's orders, though. <laughs> yeah. By that I mean I'm on probation. Yeah, I, I bought my doctor lives in a crack house. Wait, Russ, don't forget. Oh. <laughs> I know, dude, but then I had to deal with not getting electrocuted or killing somebody. Dude, Timmy. Oh, it's blue and ash right now. Yeah. I'll do it. Timmy, where are you going? My vibe's here, dog. <laughs> God bless. I'm sorry, I gotta go, dude. Well, I already gave you the 20. Who's? For everybody but me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, sure. But timestamp December 6, 2.43. Wait, 2.44 p.m. Uh, undisclosed location. Russ and Luis. We don't say his last name because we really don't know if we should. But then you know who it is. I don't really hang out to be Luis's. Yeah, I'm not trying to have people find out more details than my name. My name is too much. Yeah, I feel like I've already put out too much information. Like, I'm waiting, like, cause now I found out. Really? After this podcast? But now yeah. I found out, though, like, I've now listened to, all right, so I've listened to more podcasts now to figure out if there's any insight that these people would give me that I'm not already thinking about, right? But here's what I'm catching on to. When these people first start blowing up, you know what the first thing happens? They get shunned. Like, there's somebody they know. It's like, I can't believe you're saying this kind of shit on the internet. Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh my God. Like, I think I'm going to have to edit out my last name. Or go with the fake pseudo name identity that we talked about. I think it will all go. Conveniently enough, it does look like a sex toy. What is it? The beehive. Yeah. It's called the butt. So, let's see. The, here's my thing. Is, I'm... I really feel like I'm a whore for retention. Like, there's no denying. Like, yeah, I'm like the fucking dirtiest, skankiest whore of attention I've ever met. And I want, to, I don't want people to be like, oh shit, I heard about that time. Because this dude was talking about like the worst time he's ever got day drunk. I have like three great stories on that. One, no, it isn't really a day drunk. It's just I had nowhere to. It was the craziest night I've ever done where I was partying with people that I've never met before in my life. And that night ended with uh, a lesbian kicking me because I fell asleep in front of her door at an apartment complex. <laughs> and my homeboy was coming to pick me up. And so she's like, I don't want you around the apartment, so I don't want any trouble, right? So my buddy picked me up at a Kroger's by this apartment complex. And I was still so fucked up that I fell asleep on the fucking, like, on a park bench. I just woke up to my homeboy like right in front of me in his car, honking the horn. And I'm like, yeah, for a long time, I never like thought about it, but I wonder if people like walk by like, oh shit, there's old Russ, old Russ. <laughs> but yeah, like I'm just like, so I'm just like, this is how we're selling it, dude. I just like how you had to add the fact that that person who was kicking was a lesbian. <laughs> oh yeah, it was a lesbian apartment. And yeah. see, yeah, that's see, that's what makes the story so great is the lesbians <laughs> in the story. The both pairs. There's two different pairs of lesbians in the story. In the same apartment? No, but in the same apartment complex. In the same night, I almost banged. <laughs> yeah. 
I almost turned to lesbian. Is that what you were gonna say? No, no, no. I've never tried. See, I, I just feel like I feel like a. My dick's not big enough to try to like openly say I'll turn lesbian, but my game is strong. To where I was like, hey, you know, what if like she's one of those lesbians has never had a penis, right? So then it's like, I'm not saying you should with me. I'm just letting you know. Like my big day's pretty good. Like if you just want to like you want to see what 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 one's like, I'm here, like all day. Like one of my best friends, he's gonna hear the story. He's gonna hit me because he knows exactly who he is. He threw a Halloween party. His sister, lesbian, <laughs> she is part of the lesbian apartment story. But for Halloween, she was a Smurf. That's a Hispanic girl. I've known her very well. For most of my like late teen, early adult life, but I didn't realize what she was for Halloween. So I was having this conversation with this chick in a Smurf outfit, and I'm talking about she's painted blue, fake, fake bleach blonde like wig hair, the whole outfit. And then finally, like I'm getting like really aggressive, and it's like, hey, it's me, Rose. Oh shit. <laughs> At that moment, I've never had the urge to want to bang my homeboy's lesbian sister. But, dude, her in that Smurf outfit, I would have fucked. I would have had blue paint all over my body. Because I would have been like, because, yeah, I think as a man, you're going to go into the situation like, I'm trying to, like, let her know that this piece ain't God, but it's fucking God's son. You know what I mean? It's the fucking Messiah. Like, I'm trying to show you, like, bam. Even then, like, get down there and fucking eat them out. What happens if you find out from a lesbian that you eat out pussy better than her lesbian friends? Like, you know how much of a fucking chip in your shoulder I'd be like? First of all, I can't think of how many times this has ever happened in history. I don't think it's ever happened. But then you're, you're that guy, though. You can put that on your sexual resume. I've, I've been told by a lesbian that I eat pussy better than lesbians. <laughs> put that on your Tinder. You mad hits. That's a swipe right, guaranteed. Old Russ. <laughs> Is that a guarantee? For sure. Why wouldn't it be? Well, yeah, I guess it's I think if I had a vagina and the guy, because even if you think the guy's bullshit, I mean, that's catchy. Right there. Like, oh, shit. Is he cocky? Penis so small that that's all he has is a lick game? Who knows? <laughs> but I'm interested. Boom. <laughs> yeah. It's worth a discussion. There's too, unknown, yeah, there's too many unknowns. You can't just, you can't just, you can't walk past that, dude. It's, a, it's an aggressive. It's very aggressive. It's like the naked man. Did this or no? Yeah. One out of three, right? I think it's going one way or the other. She's a freak out. We are banging. That is that how you got with Katie? No, no, no. <laughs> I didn't really, but I was thinking too. Like I wasn't really trying because, like, uh, me and her like talked a couple times, but uh, yeah, I was like in a really fucked up mind frame for time. Like I thought I was gonna go back to prison actually at this time. Like nothing was going for me after I got out. Like I'd already been on parole. I couldn't find a job. And then just real talk, I met a guy that's like, hey. And then like six months later, it happened. Him and some buddies, I don't know the guys. I knew one dude. They robbed a fucking armored truck outside off Highway 3. Like outside of Houston. Yeah. They hit me up about that. I was locked up with the guy. He's like, hey, if you're down. And I had never done nothing serious like that. Like, I've done some gang shit in my lifetime. Like, <laughs> mainly like fucking robbing drug dealers. Yeah. But this is like some fucking like yeah, you know, homeboy's being real about it. He's like, look, I know this is your thing, because that's what it really is. People are right. When you go to prison, your next crime's always gonna be way worse than the fucking one you had before. Yeah. Even if you're doing the same shit, you're now just take it to the next level because you're a repeat offender, all this shit. But yeah, like you would, like I would have went in for a couple of years on drug possessions and then armed robbery. Yeah. Possible murder. You know, who knows? Because this guy's talking about, like, I'm going to light somebody up if they're fucking, they're about it. Like, Humble's like, I'm going to give you a chance, but this is real shit we're talking about. I was like, yeah. And then they, to my knowledge, they fucking got away with it. Because, like, that one food town, that one area, like, pulled, like, a million dollars. Like, the armored truck would come rip up, dude. These fools hit that hoe. They, like, but that, like, yeah, I knew, like, I started talking to people I knew. Almost staked that bitch out for weeks, like watch the guys at time. They like they did it smart. And they got out of there for the cop showed up. But yeah, dude, like they fucking let that hoe ring out. That was only like that was literally like three, four months before I met Kate. That opportunity came up. I was like <laughs> I was like, I don't know, man. I was like I was like, I mean I'm pretty desperate right now. I don't know if I'm that desperate. Yeah, our robbery desperate. Okay, because my next question was gonna be is what made you say you know what? 
Maybe not. Because I knew that if I did it, I would like I would totally immerse myself in this. You got a taste. Yeah, real bad. You imagine too if you got away with it, and the home was like, "Look, rookie, beginner stacks." Mm-hmm. Here's 150 grand. That was supposed to be your cut. No, I'm saying like, who knows? What, I mean, I, you know what I mean? But I guess I'm saying like, what happens if you got away with it, and they're like, "We're not breaking off evenly because you know, boom, you're just get away guy or whatever." Boom, here's 150 G's. <laughs> That's why I started selling drugs. It was so easy for me to sell cocaine in Pasadena. I was like, I could just have a mediocre job and make fucking stack money to live comfortably the lifestyle I want to, which is get hammered at the local Red Lobster and bang Red Lobster waitresses. Because I'd sell more drugs and Red Lobster people than anybody. Tender made biscuits and fucking you powder. Realize, you realize, though, if you put all the people who like, make a bunch of put a million bucks up and just fucking your night out is fucking yeah. you know yeah. No, I'll post this up. After the lawsuit I came through, I casually dropped a re- ATM receipt one night at a bar over here. Let the chick see that I had like almost over 60 grand in my bank account. That whole conversation turned around real quick. That's when I was like, oh, I'm married though. I'm a faithful guy. But it's cool to know that you would fuck me. And yes, that, that is a real ATM. I know. I, that's why I came in today. Okay, I was literally asleep when you called and I was like, fuck. Pretty sure I need to catch up. In the building. I had a raccoon in her car. Wow. Did she kill it? No. Are you kidding me? She had a trap. She had a trap in her car to catch a raccoon? No, she she has traps in her house because apparently she has chickens. Oh, so I thought she, she like... Caught him and she was like, where should I fucking drop them off? He was like, I was going to drop them off. near here. Uh, that's why she was asking for gloves. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Like, I don't know if it's had rainy shots. It probably hasn't. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. Sure no, yeah, but she was like, I was going to drop it off and do the wrong man. I'm like, what the fuck? No. Kira's gonna fucking kill it and we're gonna have to clean it up. Yeah. So really, there's like three solid episodes where there's just fucking human dudes that go to what they call Carvel Row and just bang fairy whores. This hoe's all like riding this nigga and starts flapping her wings and carrying him up. And that boy's like, ah, ah, ah. Katie's like, damn. She's like, that boy's Kegels must be on point. I'm like, that bitch's Kegels are on point. Yeah. I was like, I bet that shit's fucking. My brother, my brother. Yeah, yeah. Like bro, I'm watching that Peaky Blinder show. Fuck that dude. That fucking. That Arthur dude, they'd be fucking doing all that blow and just fucking baking chicks out all the time. Yeah, yeah. Alright, we're gonna try to do some some weird shit. I'm drunk enough to I feel a little ballsy. I'm about to go all Ernest Hemingway narration of the story. Cool upper 80s in Houston, Texas, right outside the Heights, 45 in North Maine, middle of hurricane season. Should be humid and sticky, like a whore. It's been working all night. Good old Mother Nature, she brought us a couple of fucking rainstorms. Deuced the city like a bad bitch that needs it. You feel the breeze coming across your face from the southeast off the salty water of the Gulf of Mexico. You can almost hear the seagulls calling. I think it's, it's the only way we're going to find gold here, man. So we got to prospect different areas. Got to stay open. I don't know what we're going to get you going on. You know, we'll get your cakes all sweaty. Unless my name is Russell Patrick Brown. I want to be on that journey with you. I'm going to enjoy that strange trip that we'll never talk about again. do all this because this is the spice of life. This is what makes you realize when you're shitting in a bedpan 82 years old your fuckhead kids don't ever come by piece of shits just waiting for you to croak off like you're trying to pick away some of the money you've been stashing away 
Because they know about your fucking treasure spots in the backyard. They found the map. You hear me, Junior? I know you're listening. Anyways, at that point in time, when you just wish you had enough strength in your body to pull the fucking goddamn cord yourself, brother. That's when you look back. Remember that time you and your buddy banged two fucking Puerto Rican girls? Made them end up looking like Chinese finger traps. I'm sorry. I was a bit aggressive. Really, it could be anything, man. Time you and your buddies were all tripping on shrooms, driving the gals and see the sunrise. And old T Doves was driving that old Chevy, man. That Chevy broke a million miles right there in front of us. We were so fucking high on shrooms that we were all just leaning over this boy's shoulder, staring at the odometer. When ninety. When 999,999 miles on the dominant and then that bitch hit all fucking zeros with a one. Whoo wee. Everybody in that car got a good old fucking freedom boner. Courtesy of fucking George Washington. Don't be confused that this is a drunken ramble. We're completely sober at this point. This is just the fucking talent you get. And this is like uh, what my old man said was drinking and playing pool. There's a there's a buffer zone where you're shining like new fucking money at the casino. To the left or right of that, so you're acting like a complete fucking dumbass. From other venues. Yes. Other venues bought that beer. Yes. And they took it on their tour bus. Mm-hmm. And now it's in our office. Yes. I don't know where they played. I just think that one of the many venues that they came from, there was another motherfucker named Russ that was in there like, why are you giving away this beer? Like, I think that those other venues have a guy just like me that would be cool with me drinking those beers in the back of a truck or in this chair right now. This fake leather... Non reclining chair. It it's all time stamped on here, dude. The date and the I'm times. For the podcast. Yeah. What do you mean? Like, po- I want the audience to know what time you're saying. Right now, I should be drinking. Yeah. 1137 a.m. on November 15th, which I started the initial recording saying that. But I guess we're not all professionals like Luis. But it's time stamped on the recorder, like itself. Like every time I hit record, it has the date and the time. Right, but I'm saying for people who are just listening in. No, I know, but when we're doing the editing, and we're like, okay, because that's what I was telling smart yesterday. I was like, do I know what I said yesterday? Yes. Do I know what I say when I realize that we recorded something six weeks ago? No. Why? Because I have a horrible short-term, short-term memory yes. problem. It's not we-related, even though my mom would say so. What is it related to if you you have to pin it down? I mean, I just feel like the years and years of fucking corporations polluting the fucking soil I live in, dude. I can't blame them. I can't Aaron Aaron Brockovich somebody. No, you cannot Aaron Brockovich. I've lived in a city that has like multiple plants on the ship channel that do no good. Like that's why that's why I hate when I'm at I'm somewhere in Houston and and somebody complains to me about my secondhand smoke. I'm like, lady, if you didn't know, if you've lived all your life in Houston, you probably already have cancer. That's the facts of life. They just haven't found it yet. Like, I'm fully aware that me as a petri dish no, is partly... No, you go on, oh, uh, man, I wonder why my breakfast is cold. Well, you know, 9-11 happened. <laughs> that's, that's a little more fucked first, dude. Cold eggs and fucking inside jobs. Epstein didn't hang himself. Um, our two different things. <laughs> Slowly just drop that in there. Like, just in case you need to know. Yeah, I feel like the reason it's still alive is because... People keep it going, dude. Yeah. Like the other day, I was on the internet reading 
the like you're what? gonna get the Cole Wetzel show. You guys want it? Get any requests? FCD kill himself. Oh God, I'm great. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to do that if he if he calls for requests. Uh, what I'm saying is, is like, do I think that the environment that I grew up in is more hostile towards my health than say, oh I don't know, if I lived in Hawaii? Yes, it is. Those people were probably well, actually they're probably just as fucked as I am. How is the volcano ash? Are you breathing in it? Nah, man. Just like, who knows what washes up on your shore? You know what I mean? Like, what if, like, I don't know, dude. I just, like, I feel like at this point, there's not a spot in the world that isn't somehow affected with, you know, the fact that, you know, we're fucking, you know, like, our, our, we're kind of cockroaches, essentially. The whole human race. We literally just fucking infests and then leave things behind to decay and die. AKA my ex-girlfriend. You're a bitch. Shout out. Shout out. So slut. Yeah, you're so slut. That's why I hollered at you, but (laughs) that's also why I broke up with you. (laughs) Damn. Sad thing is my ex-girlfriend was actually a pretty nice girl. Here's this is like She's like, he said I had a great personality. <laughs> he said that while you were blowing him in his car outside a bar. <laughs> in his Honda Civic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> With fast and furious decals on the outside. All right, people. All right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This one's for Paul. This one's for Paul. Uh, I don't know, man. I'm just saying, uh, I don't even know how we got into this. Oh, the beer. I think we should drink it. <laughs> <laughs> it's close loop. <laughs> yeah, bring it all in. It's full circle now, boys. No, I actually started drinking, like, right after the show, though. Like, when I was closing the books out after I'd done that. I thought that was weird, though, because I usually don't. But, you know, I think it was... I've made the day feel so hard for me. And it wasn't. I was like, I just need to decompress. So I had about three beers and half a bottle of wine. That's nice. Do you, I feel like now the fact that I'm going to quit smoking cigarettes... Oh, it's essentially going to ruin my did fucking... Did you throw away all the papers that were right here? Talk about the paper that was torn up several times? Yes, the papers that I had been studying last night I was going to continue studying today because they had certain financial details. Oh, all right, yeah. I well, did. here's the thing. Let me, no. let me explain what it is for the people. So the band yesterday... Yes. Oh, shit, it's time stamp, so they're going to know exactly... <laughs> see? That's what I'm saying. You got to let them guess. We'll see. Look. Know, there's multiple bands playing. Yeah. So we don't even know which one we're talking about. Yeah. So the band. AKA the one that doesn't mosh pit, apparently. Because that's not a thing. They don't like people to mosh. Yeah, see, I want to show you what I was studying so hard. I have to understand why you'd be studying if it's like ripped up. Hold on. I think that's all of it. No, there's there's some more. No, there's definitely more. Well, I got more on the table, bro. Like, I'm, I'm handing facts out here. Yeah. Let me show you why. I want to learn. How do we have this person's job? No. This person, who everything is digitized, so you don't, but this is what. I want to learn what different spaces offer on the internet because apparently the guy printed out all of this, and then the digital age, he printed it all out and just hand tore it. That's it. Didn't shred it, just like shh. Yeah, we have a shredded no, box right now. No here. one can know. So now I know that the band got paid this. In that city. Now I know what capacity. In Oakland they got paid. Yeah, and then they got paid this in LA. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking white privilege, man. (laughs) Fucking white privilege, bro. So messed up. I'm telling you, it's these goddamn foreigners. It's these damn foreigners. Wow. They got paid this in San Diego. I can't say it in Seattle. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. So like now I can study different markets. Ah. And understand it. So you're now saying the one band. You're saying the demographic. Demographic, but how that of the city could, ch- could, ch- could change the pace. Because Houston, yeah, oh, 100 percent. Which I knew that already. But what I'm trying to figure out on this is how we, they just have to figure out how to make it work. So all these documents, I'm trying to figure out. What are they figuring? 
how are they getting to that number? What kind of deals are they making? Because if they're used to one kind of deal, when I go back to that agent, say, hey, I want to book your show. Well, I don't like these deals. Well, I know for a fact that you do these kind of deals with other venues, so you can't tell me that. So that's why this is important. So kids, you have something on paper, burn it. Yeah. Or like yeah. Charles Barkley said, if you're going to commit a hate crime, don't pay, don't pay with a check. Cash money. Cash money. I would say. I know the ATM only lets you pull out $200 at a time. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> just a little bit in there. Totally, totally. So that's why I want this. Gotcha, gotcha. See, now you're like, I'm interested now. I mean, I'm all about the fucking cream, dog. Yeah, I'm also about these conspiracy theories. Let's figure it out. Yeah. So. What you doing? So really everything over there too, like that Coke. I could have a Coke right now. Yes. That's really nice. And this was from which one? This was from Two Doors in the Club. See, I hate when we have real long band names and they acronize, they acronym their names. Yeah, because every time in the meeting somebody was saying TDCC, I kept thinking of prison. Because, <laughs> well, because I'm from TDC. Like, I know, you know what I mean? know. Like one less C and I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> My boys are coming down. <laughs> D block son representing. <laughs> Rest of the boys is making a comeback. <laughs> Big country and whip house showing up. <laughs> Why don't you tell me that story again about your your greatest night ever, greatest moment of your life? <laughs> no, no. It's see, I also realized that I was pretty fucked up when I told you, but like I think in real sense when I tell people, when I tell people that it's like like there's moments. God damn it! Oh, hold that thought. Yeah. Go stand in your corner, bro. That's all I heard when I answered the phone. <laughs> Damn. I hope you're not doing that to my nephew. If I find out you're making my nephew stand in the corner because he's young and homosexual, I'll be disappointed. Why did you have to bring the other one in? <laughs> it's definitely not that. It's definitely because he's a bitch. <laughs> yeah. So, no, what I was trying to get at one time was... Did Danny leave, by the way? Huh? Did Danny leave? Yeah, I guess so. Okay, cool. Uh, that was the moment where I realized, like, there's moments in people's lives where they feel like they are fucking living. You know what I mean? Yeah. And now, I'm not going to say examples of that, no. but I mean, what I'm saying is, like, I don't know what everybody's example is like, oh, at that moment, I was, like, living my best. still get charged. For a crime. Just know that. Just no, 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 because technically I had nothing to do with this. But so I just remember this day because it was a regular day. Now, me being the age and the size I am, there's a standing rule. I gotta wear my tennis shoes at all times. I gotta be laced up, ready to roll. I, I'm not gonna say I'm muscle, but I ain't no fucking delegator. I know that. So, anyways, I'm not taking a midday nap. I take midday naps all the time when I was in prison. And sure shit, my homeboy, Brent, taps me on the chest, wake up, real quick to the moment, come to the third floor, now, why aren't you laced up? Because I decided to take my shoes off taking that. But no, at this moment though, it's like, when you realize, like, I'm like, that, like this is fucking happening, dude. That's what, I, like, that's what I'm trying to get at. Like, oh my God, this is some real shit. And I didn't even have that recognition right then when they were tapping me on my chest. Like, I'm lacing up my shoes, realizing that somebody's waking me up in the middle of the day. It ain't nothing small. You know what I mean? Small shit we end at the end of the day. It's like fucking watching Johnny Carson at night. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, we whooped this guy's ass for like 30 seconds. Let's go to bed, boys. No, wake up in the middle of the day. Like, hey, come to the third floor. Because the third floor is where shit's getting handled. So I show up there, and there's like... There's probably about 30 fucking white dudes in this room. A room that's probably a little bit bigger than the upstairs room. And so, one of the dudes comes in, he's like, he's asking where a couple other people are at. Sending people to go get them. And when those dudes take off, you know, there's all these people in here. He goes, look, here's what's going down. I was like, and I can't even remember the name of them now. Because I found out the inner politics of prison gangs when I was in there. But no, so, all right. 
So Houston is part of a bigger group called Tongo Blasters. So Tongo Blasting is Houston, Austin, Dallas, Fort Worth, and Corpus Christi area. But they have smaller groups. You don't exactly recognize them, but it's like all those groups are just gangs of a certain minority from a certain part of town. So there's a San Antonio one that they don't exactly like anybody from Tongo Blasting. They're their own people. Oh, we're San Antonio. San Antonio is so much fucking different than any other city in Texas. But we'll go there for another episode. I think their name was called Ori Holmes or something like that. But whatever it was, it translated into Big Ear. Like the name of the game in Spanish translated meant Big Ears. Here's the funniest thing about that. These guys literally get a fucking ear tattooed on them in random spots. Like one of my homeboys is Selly. He was like the speaker of their gang at another prison I was at. Had the outline of Texas on the back of his head with a fucking ear in it. And he got mad because I'm a dumbass. I'm like... Why the fuck you got an ear tattooed on the back of your head? Like, he's taking this disrespect. I'm just like, nah, bro, this is fucking National Geographic. Tell me something. Yeah. So, anyways, that's another story. But one of their dudes owed my homeboy, like, $300 in cigarettes. Oh. So, we're like, and then when, when it came down to it, my buddy called out the guy because he then took it upon himself as a man to say, I'll chalk that up to the game. But we're going to step outside and handle it one-on-one. I also saw that fight. Saw a man's head split open for the first time. Like, really bad. That was my partner. And then I saw him continue to fight. The fucked thing about that fight was, the dude he called out had like a switch hitter behind him. A very large Mexican. I'm fighting for homeboy. And that's what pissed everybody off in my group. But my buddy, as he would say, he ain't no hoe. Said, fuck it, you'll catch this too. He didn't, it didn't pay out the way he wanted. You know what I mean? Like, it's literally like, what happened right there was essentially, if you've ever seen Braveheart, like, yeah. He riled up the dudes, but then he died. Yeah. And he riled up a whole generation of like Celtics, <laughs> but he died on a fucking table. So, anyways, after he split his shit open, it's fucking on like Donkey Kong. So, our homeboy's like, these motherfuckers are about to come up here. It's SOS, which is smash on sight, 30 on 30. We're just, everybody should be getting a fight. Like, this is fucking, this is West Side Story, The Outsiders. This is everything right here, dude. This is the moment. And so, like, I'm not taking it. the rings. Yes, I'm not taking it seriously this whole time. Because I'm so, like, what's the word I'm thinking of? Like, I'm almost, like, out of my element right now. Disbelief. Yes, and I'm just like. Am I literally about to be in a prison ride? It's like, an this, out-of-body experience. Yes. Like, you're seeing yourself yes. in the situation. What snapped me in the moment, what made me realize what we were talking about earlier, like, where I was like, shit is fucking real, was there was this guy, and I can't remember his name. He was from East Texas. He was a very, very nice guy. Literally, he's like one of your best friend's dads that always says hi to you and is always smiling when you come over. Like, hey, what's going on? You know, like, you know what I mean? One of those guys. Like, never seen this dude in a bad mood. Ever. Even when he was talking about being in prison. Like, he had a smile on his face. Like, he's very positive. Now, also, I'll say this. The guy had told me one time that he has Slavic roots. Like, his family's from East Texas, but everybody that came to America is from Yugoslavia and all that shit. Like, Eastern Europe. Real shady people. He had a mean overbite that came at an angle. But I saw this man curl. Like the brute can't be out there for the trash. Full of water. That was his workout. So he was like stacked for an old dude. He comes inside. He stands right next to me. He asks somebody to the left of him, what's going on? They give him a rundown. And he starts casually. At first I thought he's like, he's wearing boots. I thought he's lacing his boots up. Now, this motherfucker gets barefoot, dude. And what snapped me out of this disbelief is this man's war cry, which to this day, I can't intimidate. But I can only imagine being a motherfucker walking up the stairs and just hearing this dude going, ah! Ah! Like, He's amping himself up. When that happened, my eyes go like saucers. I'm like, holy fucking shit. It's go time, dude. Like, there is no, like, I can't, hey, can I go use the restroom real quick type moment? Like, like, I got bad knees today, dog. I pulled a hammy on the ball court. 
no. Like, I'm just like, this motherfucker's about to fight people barefoot, dude. Like, like every fucking, every generation of Slav is coming out in this man's fucking screams. Like, I wondered if there was, like, Mexican dudes going up those stairs like, what the fuck is that, dude? Whoa, whoa, what are we doing this for? Because homeboy didn't pay his debts? Like, that guy's like, I'm it, leaving. It's like the war cry, the New Zealand war cry <laughs> yeah. right before rugby. Like, you... Now, what they didn't know was we had some shady individuals that when those guys came to that big room, we locked the double door so they couldn't <laughs> get out. So, since that's what my people were telling me, is like, once these doors close, like, we don't even know if we're going to win. It's the principal things. That was the best moment of my life. <laughs> I was fucking living, dude. L I V I N. Fucking living. Matthew McConaughey, dude. Like, just bam. And, but here's the thing was like, it was just a massive fist fight. Like, I think sometimes people take it as like, oh man, did you see somebody get stabbed? No, but I did see a man's head get hit between a door and a frame excessively. Like, that was the thing, because eventually, these dudes realized that they were fighting for some piece of shit that wasn't still even in the room who owed money. That's what I said. Like, that's, like, a, that's a lot of He's like, I'm really not going to drink that much, but the people with are going to be hammering. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's like, yo, this is already set up. Throw some ice in it, and we're going to go. That's actually how I started recording this podcast. He's like, that's what I want to do. I was like, oh, that's time stamped, right? He's like, it's 1137 in the morning. He's like, I'm aware of what time it is. <laughs> I know what time it is. I start, every, I, I start every recording with the time stamp. Oh, he's recording right now? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Fucking bitch. I don't even know what to say. Word on the street, Russ got a tiny dick. <laughs> Whoa, dude. <laughs> this guy just said, Russ has got a tiny dick. On the podcast. Steven, I can't believe you said that. Steven, what the fuck, man? You got a minute? Uh, yeah, I hope so. So you're in this fight. <laughs> no, so the door's closed. That's, that's so <laughs> door slam. Door slam. People charge, just like you see in the movies. This is an epic moment. One of my homeboys, because the tables in these things are shaped like octagons. Right? It's a hard corner. Yeah, hard corners. This dude does some straight up like fuck. Captain America don't got no shit on my pop, dude, from fucking Alvin, Texas. This guy, classical fucking martial arts movie, one step on the seat, one step on the table, flying knee right to some dude's face. That's the first thing that happens in my fucking mind. Shit, yeah. Let's do this. And then, but what happened was, this group of people real quick realized that the guy that started all this wasn't even in the room. And they started scattering like fucking cockroaches. Cockroaches not to signify their race. I don't want anybody taking that the wrong way. Literally, though, trying to find any exit they could. That's how the guy got his head fucking smashed by the door. Well, smashed a couple times. But, yeah, and then it was slowly, it was like just picking apart people one by one. Like double teams, a lot of double teams. Me and the dude with the fucked up teeth, I was screaming. We double teamed like three guys, like just banging them up real hard. <laughs> and and, and it's, it's like essentially that's what happens. Like they're just like hurt these motherfuckers. Yeah. Don't kill nobody. Just hurt them. And now I got separated from Slav for a little bit. And the next thing you know is one of my buddies has a bum leg. They try to steal his prosthetic. He's hopping around on one foot, sticking dudes. And then he gets pushed over in the hallway. The guy that's trying to get out after him is a Hispanic fellow who, in the process, one of my other roommates grabs that fool by his leg and starts, like, Ken Shamrocking his ankle. And he's like, Russ, come over here and help me out. I don't grab another leg. Boy, I did. I grabbed another leg. We both start doing this. This guy's in pure agony. That's when our homeboy comes around with nowhere, starts grabbing the door and just smashing his knees on the door like over and over that fight couldn't have lasted no more than two and a half minutes I'd say oh my god like this all happened quick now it could have been longer that's what I'm saying like I don't know if like other people in like weird moments just lose track of time but I remember that the fight broke because we were like some of the last people in that room and finally the cops started bum rushing the doors telling everybody like sell up and then they came around checking everybody's fists. 
But that's when I found out that we were in a private prison, wasn't owned by TDC. How much they will do to just keep. If the prison's quiet, they turn a profit, essentially, private prison. That's like the baseline of it. If nobody fights, nobody gets stabbed, nobody gets raped, they're making money. Right? I mean, they're making money regardless, but they're making more if everything's happy. That's why private prisons have AC, they have satellite TV, they have a lot of amenities that TDC doesn't because they're like, I don't, if I can show this guy stars and he's not stabbing people, that's a profit right keep there. Keep him entertained. Yeah, yeah, keep him entertained. So the warden comes in. Got the whole fucking, got just our whole building on lockdown. She comes in. She wants to talk to the head person of the group of individuals I'm with at the time. He has one simple obligation. Every one of those dudes in that San Antonio gang gets shipped out of that unit by the end of the day of a fucking riding. When this dude said that shit, I thought he was out of his fucking mind, and I thought this bitch was going to throw all of us like in fucking in fucking solitary confinement. She tries to call his bluff, and he's like, literally, I'm letting you know right now, I already have pigeons ready to run to the other buildings, and then everybody in this group is going SOS on every motherfucker from San Antonio. Like, it's not stopping. We're going to fuck shit up. The building I stayed in was an old naval fucking base. Oh, wait, Air Force base in fucking West Texas. When I got there, there was sheet metal over the fucking windows. Because in 2001, they fucking rioted, and they busted all the windows out by throwing out all the fucking washers and dryers and AC units. So these people came back and just threw up sheet metal and fucking tacked it to the shit. So, yeah, dude. And like clockwork, a couple hours later, we're going to fucking dinner, and all those dudes are getting fucking shipped off. Take, because it was just the, the fucking warden knew it was going to be easier. That unit, in a non-racial way, was known as Peckerwood Heaven. There was more white boys that were not major racist gangs than any other unit in that area. But we had the numbers. So that's what, like, really, when I was in prison, I, that's how I learned politics. I've never had a concept of politics till I was locked up. The more you know. The more you know. Now, I sometimes get real touchy people when I say, I don't agree, but I'm going to be honest with you. I've seen the segregated model. It works to it. <laughs> it works, dude. And not, not, not to say that, obviously, every party has to want to get into this, right? Like, you couldn't just be like, hey, we're going to segregate you. That's fucked up. Don't be wrong. Like, everything the white person did in the 50s and 60s is fucked up. What I'm telling you is, on an equal movement, every fucking other race in prison, they're all on that shit. You can hang out with whoever you want. But when push comes to shove, you're catching your color or you're getting ousted. There's like no fucking in-between. And so there's a small group of people. Like I remember this one fucking millennial dude who had his mom and dad to send him a check. Like he wasn't in prison, all right? He was just on timeout. He was in timeout. But mom and daddy sent him a fucking check because they were rich people. They were from fucking huh, where? Uh, River Oaks. Um, <laughs> ass white dude. Uh, anyway, I wish I remember his name. He would give me shit about fucking fighting dudes for fucking cigarettes. I was like, bro, there's only one way you're getting cigarettes in here. You're either fucking getting fucked, or you're somebody's buying cigarettes off of you, or you're paying somebody's cigarettes not to get fucked, or you're fighting somebody for a cigarette. I was like, I'll fight somebody any day of the week for a fucking smoke. That was my thing. I just wanted to do one thing in the morning. Smoke a cigarette, and I read the Houston Chronicle. It was a week behind, <laughs> but that's what kept me from not losing my mind. That's interesting. But this bitch-ass dude, when his money ran out, oh, guess what? He realized real quick he should have fucking joined up, at least just been a random person. Like, yeah, yeah, like, we're, like, because he's like, I, I, I'm not going to be in a segregated model. I'm my own person. Well, when the riot happened, guess who the first people, other than white people, would go fuck with white people? Go fuck with that white guy, because there's nobody looking out after him. So you have the number game. That's really all it was. So I think he got raped. If not raped, he got beat up pretty bad. On his face, that this happened. I mean, did you see him after? Dude, when they bang you up, like they're fucking going, they're going face shots. Oh, I can tell you about the guy that got fucking. Oh, this poor bastard, <laughs> Hispanic guy. He joined. Uh, yeah, he joined Houston. He gets in there. <coughs> we got into the union around the same time. He gets in there and he has the skyline tattooed on his forearm. <clears throat> 
Now the catch on this is, in TDC rules, and it really goes for anybody out of the Houston area, but there's a lot of there's a lot of conflict here. But if you're Hispanic and you come in with either the skyline or the shooting star, well, see, well, that's the thing is they try to claim everything now, and that's where a lot of the fucking fights break up. Because I had a homeboy who was an oil hand, like an oil worker, all his life. He had a clean-ass tattoo, an old-school Oilers one, but it was shooting out purple oil. And they were trying to tell him to cover that shit. He's like, bro, check that shit right now, dog. I'm like, I've been working on oil there for 15 years. You got me fucked up. Like, check that shit right now. Like, he's pretty much telling the guy, he's like, you want to fucking tell me to cover this tattoo? Come fight me right now. Because that's really all I ever did. Like, if you have a certain tattoo, you got to fight over it. But because I'm Irish, I got claimed, like, I got an argument with Nazis over my fucking, over my shamrock on my fucking chest. Like, shamrocks are for fucking skinheads. I'm like, no bits are for fucking Irish white boys. Y'all stole my shit. Yeah. And I was like, I don't have to. I was like, you want me to prove something? I'm fucking blind it up. Let's do it. Fight a skinhead, nobody bothers you, man. They feel like you're fucking holding up your end of it, I guess. I don't know. Whatever fucking stupid ass fucking mindset they have. But, anyways, this kid had a skyline. He rolls in, they give him shit off the bat. What saves his ass is he's got like three or four cousins. We're all tango blasting. So, and then the people at that unit know who the fuck he is. So they're like, all right, we're going to we're gonna let you slide. As long as you're telling us you're going to join Houston. He's like, yeah, fool, for sure, bet. So he joins. He does his little heart check, blah, blah, blah. Gets put in, blah, blah, blah. He's doing good. He's living the life. The head dude for that group in that building was his fucking silly. And I don't know what made him do this shit or whatever. But what he started doing was he started talking shit about that guy behind his back. Eventually, what happens in fucking prison? There's some snitch-ass dudes in prison, and they go tell that cat, homeboy's fucking putting trash on your name. Guess what that fucking... Very, very, hey, very civilized, though. Let me tell you, all all this raw-ass, all this raw-ass fucking shit that happens, it's all a political fucking thing, dude. It's all democracy and thing. Literally, they took a vote. Homeboy's talking shit on Patna. What are we going to do? Somebody's like, we should fucking kick him out of the building and or out of the game. Who wants to vote on this? Ah, boom. Yays and nays. Homeboy got smashed out the building. What they did was they started throwing all this shit out of the room. And then every one of those people in that game started beating his ass up. They only beat him up enough to get him to consent. To black out his whole skyline. This fool has a fucking solid black strip down his forearm. Once he considered that and it happened, they continued to beat his ass. And then fucking in prison, the shells they give you, you have two shells on your bed. Like big ass pull-out shells. Metal. Store all your shit in. I was walking down the hall. They told me not to, but I had to see the shit. Because it's like fucking National Geographic. Like, do you want to see that cheetah rip the fucking poor deer's head off? No, but you have to see this shit. I walked by to the fucking dude who was talking shit behind his back, smashing his head with the fucking, the metal shelf. Like, I thought the dude was dead. Hours later, on the way to Chow Hall, this fool's head looked like a fucking bee's nest, like knotted. It was like knotted all over the place. And they're like, yeah, that's why you don't talk shit about people. <laughs> behind their back. And I was like, well, I, I knew that fucking before I got here, but now I really know. Dude, what the fuck? Look, I, I'm kind of drunk, or I really didn't want to do all this shit. But this motherfucker, every future self, you do an interview with your idol, Bob Minnery. Let him know you weren't trying to steal his thunder. But every time you listen to his podcast, it puts you off. But you are not here making gold like that. Bob Murray, I don't think I'm better than you. I think that I am the southern version of you. So if I ever get big enough, you should have me on your show. I should have you on my show. I think we can make magic happen on these airwaves. I am really fucked up right now. And I'm listening to... Some of your magic. Tim and Bob's back. If I was a degenerate gambler, I would be hanging out with you daily. 
their bars, their fucking home world beer joints on my side of town. They would take your company with a fucking bit of luxury, sir. Sir, to be honest, good people. Get this motherfucker up a little higher. Smoking meats. It's a goddamn fart. I always try to remind myself you always try to do better. Sometimes you fail at it horribly. Yeah, but you try. Sometimes it's all fucking counts. I'm signing off for now. <laughs>